0: Hey, family, welcome to a moment in the Word. Hopefully, there's three things that'll be done here. One, you will hear the Word. Two, you will receive the Word. And three, you will share the Word. Now, let's get to it. Grace and peace, family. This is the day that the Lord has made and we're gonna rejoice and be glad in it. How y'all doing this morning? I hope everyone had a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Christmas holiday weekend. I know I did. I'm sorry that I missed you guys yesterday morning. It was my intention to be here, but unfortunately I couldn't do two things Mm -hmm. at one time. Yesterday morning I was trying to get my daughter to the airport. The snow was out there, so you know safety comes first. But i'm here today and i hope that you're going to get a word today something that's going to bless you encourage you i want you to do the work of the evangelist as you are listening to this word make sure you share it because there's somebody that needs to hear something this morning even if it's not for you if you don't know who i am i am elder dana t samuel i am the pastor of dsm outreach ministry right here in the city of detroit where our motto is changing lives one person at a time Amen. Hey, good morning to you Catrice and listen for a special let me tell y'all a little something special. I'm going to put y'all in on a little something. I got Diane Luke on the other phone so if you hear somebody saying hallelujah amen, you know where it came from. It came from Diane and she's over here on the other on the other phone so she having service live with us this morning. I wish I had her here with me but it's okay. I got on the phone and it's just as good. How's that? Listen if you've got your Bibles and I know that you do, let us get on over there to Matthew chapter 6, starting at verse 9, where we recite the Lord's Prayer. While you all are flipping through the pages, let me turn around and give you a couple announcements, right? Number one, we're going to be here every day, 7.30 right? Monday through Friday. This is where God is want us to be. This is where we started off at. And so God returned us to this place because as you all are out and back and living your lives and back to work, God said the people need to hear a word that's going to get them motivated, that's going to carry them through the day. So that's why we have this live devotional every morning, Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m amen amen good morning Catrice. good morning linwood god bless both of you all are you all there all right let us recite the lord's prayer our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come Thy will be done in the earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen, amen, and amen. You remember we've been talking the last couple of days when we were talking about when you are down to nothing, God is up to something and obedience is the key. Amen, amen. So as we're getting started, I want you all to follow me over to Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 1. Oh, where are we going? Isaiah chapter one. And we're going to pick up at verse 16 because obedience is the key. We need to know why. Amen. Because as we're taking our focus today, today we're talking about healing. Mm. Oh, yeah. Today we're talking about healing this morning. We're talking about healing this morning. You there? Amen. Amen. Good morning, Cousin Darcy. I'm happy to see you here this morning as well. And Isaiah chapter one, verse 16 says this. He says, wash you, make you clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes and cease to do evil. Learn to do well. Seek judgment. Relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless. Plead for the widow. Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. He says, but then verse 19 is the key. He says, but if thou be willing and obedient, thou shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured. By the sword for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Now that right there is a verse with promise. He says, listen, I've given you instruction. And the instruction was for you to wash yourself, make yourself clean, meaning turning away from the things that you used to do right? And he says, come, let us reason together. That means that I know that you have fought. I know that you're not perfect, and I'm not expecting you to. But what I want you to do is be accountable, be responsible, accept responsibility for the things that you have done. And because I am a just father, a loving father, and I extend my grace and my mercy to you and to even to your generations, come on, let's sit down. Let's talk about it. Amen. He said, and then when we reason together, I will make your sins. I'll wash them away from you. He said, though they were red like crimson, I'll make them as white as snow. He said, as though that they look like scarlet, I'll make them as lambs wool, but we had to do one thing. We've got to be willing in obedience. Obedience is the key. And now for our example, this morning, I want to go over to second Kings. You know, we were there last week and we were talking about the widow, right? We were talking about the fact that not only was she obedient, she was embarrassed and she stepped out on faith because what happened? Here it was. You had this woman who was already in debt. They were getting ready to take her children, enslave them, put them in bondage. And then here she goes to the man of God. She reminds him who she was. She reminded him that she was the wife of one of his servants and therefore that blessing that favor was also extended to her because see the two were no longer twain but they had become one flesh right amen it's the benefits of being married you also you 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 get to call in some of those things and so that's what she did and so what did the man of god do he told her he said listen go take you and those kids and i want you to go and i want you to borrow pots from all of your neighbors and bring them back. Now, of course, that was an oxymoron because I told you I'm in debt and then you want me to go and borrow from somebody else? You want me to be further embarrassed? But if you said it, Lord, I'm gonna be willing and obedient. And what happened out of her obedience? Not only was her pot filled, but all the pots that she had borrowed, all of them were pouring. Why? Because the kingdom of God there is no end. And they continue to pour and pour and pour and fill those pots. Right. And so now she was able to sell that oil and get out of debt. See, this is the thing that happen when we are obedient to God. So now today, today we want to talk about, we want to talk about healing because see, some of y'all have been walking around here With all kinds of ailments, rheumatism, arthritis, you know, I'm gonna borrow from George Clinton. (laughs) When he talked about it, you know, you, you know, you got rheumatisms and arthritis and all of these things. And we do. And the reason why we are still walking around with these ailments, these illnesses is because we are not obedient to the word of God because pride gets in the way right? Do you know who I am? I'm not going to take this medication. I am this person. I am that person. I look a certain way. If I take this medication, my hair is going to fall out. See, some of you all can't be delivered from your illnesses because you vain. Some of you all can't be delivered because you're being disobedient. You think that you're going to work it out your way. Your way don't work. you so busy not even listening to the doctor that you won't even go to the healer. You won't go to God. You won't go to Jehovah Rapha. Oh, see, y'all, y'all done got quiet on me this morning. I must be talking pretty good. It's okay. I ain't trying to make friends, but I am trying to set you free. Amen. Amen. And let's go over here to 2 Kings chapter 5. I want to talk to you about a man named Naaman. Mm-hmm. And as it reads in 2 Kings chapter 5, picking up at verse 1, it says, Now Naaman, a captain of the host of the king of mm-hmm. Syria, was a great man with his master and honorable because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. See, by him under his authority, he had been, took authority over a situation. He had conquered a nation. He had given deliverance. However, he had this one flaw. He was a leper. He was diseased. And what happened? One of the women, the mistress of one of the people that had been held captive, she said unto him, would my Lord, even with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him. See, she knew that there was a healer in the land. She knew that there was a man who had an anointing. And he said, would he go? But Naaman, being who he was, stepped back and said, do they know who I am? And the first thing he did was he sent some money. See, everything you can't buy. I know a lot of people feel like, well, you know what, if I can put some money on it. No, some things you can't put no money. Some things money can't buy. See, money can't buy healing because we did seen many celebrities who have been ill themselves and had family members that were ill and they tried to put some money on it. And guess what? Those family members were still stricken with illness and many of them would die. See, you some things require action by you. And that's what took place with Naaman. The man of God said, wait a minute. He came to pass and he said, wait a minute, hold on. He got so angry with him in verse seven. He said, am I God to kill or to make alive that a man would send unto me to recover from leprosy? Wherefore consider I pray you see he seeketh a quarrel against me. Are you trying to start a problem with me? is what he's saying. And fast forward, he says, and it was so when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes, rent his clothes off because he was pissed all the way off and insulted. He said thou to him, let him come now to me and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came unto with all of his horses. Now here come Naaman again, being full of vanity, right? Do you know who I am? So now he got all of his horses and his chariots. I'm talking about they waving flags and they playing the horn and salute to say, Naaman is on the way. Make Make the way clear because Naaman is on the way. With all that fanfare, What did Elijah say? He sent a messenger to him. He said, not only am I not coming out for this foolishness, but I'm going to see you a message through somebody. Go on over there and wash yourself in that water. Go on over there and wash yourself over in the Jordan so that your flesh will become clean. Naaman was pissed off. He says, wait a minute. Behold, I thought he would surely come out to see me. And stand and call on the name of God in front of me. See, because Naaman thought that he was supposed to go out and pray out loud so it can be what again for show sure, to show that he was a mighty man. But this time Naaman had to be humbled. Many of us have to be humble. Many of us will not humble ourselves for the Lord because he said, if thou be willing and obedient, thou shalt eat the good of the land. Mm-hmm. But what you got to do first, he said, come, let's reason together. See, you got to humble yourself before God because some things you can't pay for. And so the servant said unto him in verse 13, he says, his service came and said unto him, my father, if the prophet had bid thee to do some great thing would thou have done it, because again, that's going to bring glory unto him. And he said, hmm, yeah, you would have done it. And what happened? Then Naaman went down and dipped himself into the Jordan according to the saying of the man of God and his flesh became that like of a child. He was clean. His skin was as smooth as a baby's bottom. Why? Because he was obedient. Obedience was the key. Many of you all are not healed. You are not well because you refuse to do what God has instructed you to do through the physician. You all have prescriptions. You're supposed to take it two, three times a day and then instead you might take it once a day, maybe again tomorrow or every other day and you find out why you're still complaining. you on the phone calling everybody. you calling the hospital. you calling the doctor's line. You're holding up people, right? Because of the fact that you're holding up the prayer line because you got the same complaints, yet and still you got the means you got a cure. It's your responsibility to take the medication that the doctor has given you until God delivers you. You don't go and deliver yourself. You don't have the power or the might to do that. It is God. Jehovah Jireh, God our provider who's provided you with the means to take care of yourself. He is Jehovah Rapha. You've got to worship him in spirit and in truth. You've got to humble yourself and do according what the man or woman of God has told you to do. You've got to go and humble yourself and do what the physician has told you to do in order to bring about a cure in your life. Oh, and some of these ailments and cures that you all got, they ain't necessarily things that promote themselves physically. We talking about some of these spiritual cures too, right? Some of y'all walking around here, hanging out with people that you should not hang out with. You dabbling and dabbling in witchcraft. You picking around here talking about, oh, well, you know it's the holidays and I'm gonna go get me a dream candle. And I'm going to look and burn this candle through the house. I'm going to burn this money candle. I'm going to go and get this spray. And I'm going to spray in the house. And I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And I'm going to watch the wet, the wet, the blessings come in my life. No, what you did was you opened up the door to witchcraft. And now you got curses in your life. And now, now you're not sick in your physical body, but you're sick in your spiritual body. You can't rest at night. You seeing stuff. You got all kinds of stuff chasing you around the house. You have no peace because you dabbling and dabbling. And witchcraft. Mm Mm-hmm that's right that's what the word of God says and then you sit back and then you want to take communion you want to get right and get instant saved at first Sunday right but what did the word of God tell us over there in first Corinthians chapter 11 starting at verse 28 when he said you got to examine yourself you need to turn around and get in touch with the things that you're doing you need to turn around and stop lying to yourself because some of y'all done created your own heavens and your own hells some of you all done turned around here and created it your own heavens right here. In earth. No, ma'am. No, sir. I'm sorry. That goes against the word of God. That ain't what he said in his word. So stop trying to make it your own you don't have a heaven or a hell to put nobody in, let alone yourself. If you're talking around saying it, you need to repent because what does it say? When we take communion, that form of fellowship, when we take communion and we are not right, he said because of this cause, some of us sleep, some of us are in an early grave, some of us are sick and can't get well because we are not willing and obedient to come to God and repent for the things in which we have done. See, because these mental illnesses and these physical illnesses that we have. With one word, one touch of the master's hand, you can be healed, but you got to follow the directions of the Lord. Come on, follow me over here to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 through 22 says this, my son or daughter, attend to my words, incline that ear unto my saying." Let them not depart from thine eyes and keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life. Hear that word, for they are life, for they are life. Let me say it for the 15th time for the people in the back that's got the cheap seats that can't hear me, for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. He says, incline thine ear, that means we got to be obedient unto Incline that ear is what he said and do not depart these things from that eyes and keep these words in the midst of our heart. Because when we hide thy word in thy heart, then we won't sin against God. Why? Because even if there's no Bible and there's no preacher, because that word is hidden in your heart, you have the opportunity to regurgitate it. Ain't that right, Diane? You get to regurgitate that word. You get to. Put you don't preach it when there is no Bible because you got that word hid in that heart. Why? Because what comes in the heart, what comes in the heart, what's down in the heart is what comes out of the mouth, right? And because the mouth has the power to bring you to salvation because it's what you, can, it's what you confess, right? Because life and death are in the power of the tongue and what you confess can either... Make you or break you. It can either bless your life or it can either tear it down. That's why God says, incline that ear to hide that word in thy heart. And then he said, and it will bring health to all yeah. thy flesh. If you go over here and follow me over here to Exodus chapter 15, I ain't going to be with you but a few more seconds. Exodus chapter 15, Exodus chapter 15 says this 15 and 26. 15 and 26 says this. And most said, and if thou will diligently hearken to the voice of thy God, wait a minute. What does that mean? If thou will diligently listen, hearken, be obedient to the voice of the Lord thy God and do, there's that word do and do that which is right in his sight and will give ear did we talk about giving ear incline down ear to his commandments and keep all of his statutes keep his ways follow his prescription he says i will not put none of these diseases upon thee which i have brought upon the egyptians for i am the lord thy god that healeth thee Amen. Amen. You need to incline thine ear. Listen to the spirit of God. Get up early in the morning and pray to the Lord. Pray to the Lord in the spirit because that's you talking to him. Read the word. So now he's talking back to you so that you can have that fellowship. You can have that communion. And that fellowship, that communion is going to set the captive free. Who was the captive? It's you and it's me. Amen. 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 Listen, if you don't know Jesus as being your Lord and Savior, today is a good day to get to know him. Why not go into the next year without having Jesus? Why not go into the next year? Why? When well, you can go into the next year knowing that you have assurance, right? Or as we like to call it, you got a fire policy. That means you ain't going to hell, but your name is written on the book of, on the Lamb's book of life. You ain't going to hell. You got a fire policy. You got fire insurance, right? You got assurance. Even if you ain't got no insurance, you got insurance that no matter what happens to this flesh, your soul is going to be in heaven with the Father. Amen, amen. Why don't you repeat after me? Father God, I come to you this day. I know that I have not walked according to thy word and to the purpose that you set before me. But today, Lord, I come to you and I ask that you forgive me of my sin and cleanse me of all unrighteousness. And by faith, I accept you as being Lord and Savior in my life. And for the rest of my days, I'm going to do my best to serve you. If you have repeated after me and said those words, happy birthday. For today, today you have been born again, not by flesh and blood, but by the spirit. For First Corinthians 1, and, I'm sorry, 1, 1 John 1 and 9 says this. If thou will confess thy sin. You got it? If thou will confess thy sin, that goes back over to the word that we just read over in Isaiah 1 and 18. Mm-hmm. He said, come and reason with me. If you confess your sin, he's just to forgive you of your sin and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Not just some of it, all of it. Amen, amen. Because Romans chapter 10 verses 9 and 10 says this. If you confess Jesus with your mouth as being Lord, and believe in your heart that God is raising from the dead, you shall be saved. Amen. Amen. And if you don't believe me, read the book of John, starting at chapter 3. There's a wonderful conversation in there between Jesus and Nicodemus where he told him about the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus said, well, shall I be born again, enter into my mother's womb? He said, no, you have to be born again. By the spirit, by faith. We did that when we made that confession. He said, and then be baptized, not with water, but be baptized with the spirit of God. Amen. Amen. Because once the Holy Ghost come upon you, you shall have power. Amen. You say, what kind of power? Listen, Mark chapter 16, verse 16 through 18 says this, and I'm going to paraphrase it. He says that believers shall have power. Mm -hmm. they will have power to tread over scorpions they have power to cast out demons and anything that they drink if that may be poison it will no wise harm them they will speak with new tongues today you've got Amen. Amen. Listen, I love you, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. Be blessed. I'm going to see you tomorrow morning, same time, 7.30 a.m. And for you all that are listening, make sure you share the word. Do the word for your villagers. Somebody needs to hear this. See you later. joining us today in a moment in the word. Again, as I said in the beginning, I hope that there was three things that you took away here. One, that you were able to hear the word. Two, that you received the word. And three, that you go and share the word. Remember, right here, we're changing lives one person at a time through the word of God. I love you, and there ain't nothing you can do about it.